Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. All right, let's talk some basketball. If you're watching Alabama and Auburn the last night, you saw Dallin Koff in studio talking about the uh, both the games. He is with us now with the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. What is up, Dallin? How are you today? Good to be on with you guys, and uh, I guess we're here for the, the Mount Rushmore's overrated take. I didn't know we are going to get to that. Never I, I, been. So I, maybe I should just not go. Well, you know, um, that's so, a lot of work to get to on Mount Rushmore, yeah. to go all the way to South Dakota just, <laughs> yeah. just to look at uh, some old yep. presidents. Yeah, so what I've read is smaller than you would think, a little more difficult to see than you would think, and nothing around it to, to, to do otherwise. So once you've seen it, you're kind of done. So that, that's, that's the overrated part. And, and since you're new to the show, Dallin, I will tell you, uh, Graceland in Memphis, you do not have to go to. It is uh, overrated. Uh, the Boomer Schooner in Norman is smaller than it looked on TV when I was a kid. And South Beach is not that good of a beach in Miami. So you can pass on all three of those things in your travel. Dallin, I disagree with, uh, with, 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 with what he's talking about with, um, um, Graceland. Yeah, Graceland. Like Graceland. I thought yeah. Graceland was cool. Okay, guys. I will say this. Uh, I appreciate the, the travel advice. Uh, I will lay up on Graceland. I was not a big, big Elvis guy. Uh, South Beach, you do it right, you can have the time of your life. And uh, I think you've got to do it right, though. You know, we're not, we're not 20 raging at you know, 6 a.m. In, in the clubs anymore. But you can have a good time there, and you can, have a, you can enjoy it just uh, maybe more in an adult way. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about uh, – let's start with Auburn and Tennessee last night because I've seen a lot of Auburn fans saying it was a loss, yes. But, boy, I am encouraged by this team coming out of this loss. I've even seen people say, like, I watched last night and I felt like this is a Final Four-capable team, even in a loss at Tennessee. I don't think that's necessarily a wrong take. I think uh, we're not here for moral victories, but I think we knew that already. Both these teams are capable of making deep runs in the tournament. My question with Auburn, and actually a little bit with both teams, and you saw when Dalton Connect started to take over, I guess it's less of a concern. I mean, Alice Ford Auburn 25-21 to 21 over the final 12 minutes uh, by himself. It's Auburn offensively can get stuck a little bit. I, I prefer them when they are playing downhill, trying to get into the lane, or play through Broom or Times Williams in the paint, um, and then playing inside out. And I think what we've seen with their team sometimes, they can fall in love with shooting threes. We know they can play fast, but they don't, they don't have to play that way. And I think when they do that, sometimes they start chucking a lot of threes. We've seen in some of their bigger games, bigger opponents, they struggle. That's not to say what happened last night. They ran into a really good team on the road. They're a good team, um, but had some offensive challenges at times. I mean, I, I will say this, and I, I hope I'll talk to Bruce in the next week because I would love to understand it more. They were up eight, guys, uh, in control of that game in the second half. And Tennessee really struggling to score and, and kind of, you know, out of sync. And he went, and Bruce went zone and connected to three. They go zone again, two, three. They get in the high post, drop down, dunk, five point run. They cut that lead to three. The place goes nuts and then connects went nuts. I really want to understand the thinking there because in games of that level, those, that was a tournament-level game. I mean, that was a Sweet 16, Elite 8-level game where those things, games can hinge on those type of moves and how they shift in the game. And obviously playing on the road impacts it even more. And the game got away from them after that. So I, I think some of the, the thinking around that was interesting in that game. But big picture, I think offensively there, sometimes, like I mentioned, they get stuck. But Auburn's capable of, of getting to a Final Four, and uh, as is Tennessee. Yeah, you know, Connect just doesn't look like he's got a weakness in his game. He goes for uh, a career-high 39, tying a career-high earlier this year against Florida. Uh, how is this guy not more dominant in the big sky for Northern Colorado? 
Well, I mean, I, he did he did put up some points. I think he was second team All League player, but I do think the players around you, your coaching, your scheme, and your commitment. And then I, I love Jimmy Dykes, and Jimmy will tell you every story in the Sun during a game at times and praise players where there should be praise. But everybody he talked to before the season was about his work ethic um, and his grind. And I do think his size and skill level, along with his athleticism, is pretty remarkable. I mean, he has that high release point. He's six six. Uh, he's he's athletic and he can knock down shots. He scored all three levels. He's got everything you want. But he also has the mentality where he's grinding and he's working. And he's, his game has improved from last year. And I think also you have a coach, the Hall of Fame coach, Rick Barnes, saying, okay, we're going to feature this guy in this offense. So we're going to run so much for him and through him to a point so much sometimes that it's become detrimental to the team because other guys defer to him. When they're at their best is when he's doing his thing, but other guys are still willing to step up and able to make plays and playing and, and playing you know, as confident as possible. I think this is a great story of a young man that has worked his way from JUCO to Northern Colorado to Tennessee, and then he's going to be an NBA lottery pick. My pops used to always say he played for Duquesne back in the days and was drafted by the Knicks. He used to say, if you're good enough, they will find you. And that's in Dalton Connect embodies that. You know, I'm interested, Dallin, on, on where you are right now on Auburn's guards. There, at one point in January, I thought it was a real strength of this team with Janai inside and the way the guards were playing. But last night, some turnover problems on the road to Tennessee. Where are you with the Auburn guards right now? I kind of touched on it before. I think shot selection and, and, and essentially decision-making is, is uh, I, I don't want those guys chucking threes before they've made an attempt. To, to, to get into the lane, to get two feet in the lane, to play through Janine in the post, I, I think that's a mistake. And I think you saw last night some decision-making, just being careless with the ball, uh, particularly in the first half. And that's what we came on. That game, guys, if you remember, I think it was 32, like 32-28 or 32-26. When we do those under-four-minute pops, they come to us in studio. Here's what's coming up. I say something, coach say something, back to the game to finish the game. And that final three minutes and 59 seconds before that, there were a combined 19 turnovers and 18 field goals. Both teams were playing sloppy, and then dudes started making shots. The final 359, there were about 28 points. That is a torrid pace to, to finish the last you know, four minutes. And that continued in terms of the pace of the game and some of the shot making, but the decision making on Tennessee's side got much better. I believe they had four, uh, three or four turnovers in the entire second half, where Auburn went to 16 turnovers. So that their decision making continued to be poor and put in critical moments. So, yeah, I think those are the question marks. I think those guys have to play. I mean, anytime to make a run to the final four, you've got you to play well almost every game. Very rarely can you play poorly in an NCAA tournament game and survive. I think particularly those guards have to be strong, smart, and really their shot selection. They are talented, but the shots you choose to take and when you choose to take them, understanding time and score, remains to be something that, that we'll see if they can do it whenever all the pressure is on. Dallin Cuff is with us from ESPN. You saw him in the studio last night at Dallin Cuff on Twitter is where you would follow him there. Let's move to the Alabama game because Nate Oates basically challenged his defense after that, that embarrassing Kentucky loss. Alabama still gave up 88 to Ole Miss. They still allowed Ole Miss to shoot almost 52% from the field, but game to game, did you see a better effort from Alabama's defense? It's not necessarily about effort. It's just what they're capable of, and I wonder what that is. I mean, when you don't have they don't have the same rim protection they've had in years past where they were, you know, a top five, top ten defensive efficiency team and playing the same way, kind of schematically, but they had that kind of anchor in the back to help them, or anchors at different times. They've had multiple guys that kind of play that role. And when you don't have that in terms of interior defense, and at times they don't guard their yard very well. And I think there's a mentality where you're just saying, okay, we give this up. We'll go go three. We'll go get three on the other end. We're okay. And that can work. And they can overwhelm some teams. But I do think when whatever, wherever they come out in the bracket, matchups always matter. But I do think looking at it, I'm going to be hard-pressed to think they can do they can do that in four or four games and get themselves to Phoenix in a Final Four. 
nonetheless, dude, six and six and win the whole title. I think there has to be a mentality, a desire, and approach that we are going to guard on one end, and we are going to play this unabashed philosophy on the other side, which is purely analytics. We're going to play threes, free throws, and layups. And that's really freaking hard to guard. But to do it on the other end consistently, because when those threes aren't going in, you guys, we all see them this year, they can struggle. And bear in mind, look at their non-league schedule, guys. You know this. They played everybody they could. I mean, they played really good non-league schedule. They didn't win any of those games. And that's also what is concerning, too. I know they, well, they've gotten better, and guys are performing at a little bit of a higher level. Mark Sears is playing at an All-American level. But when you look at the tournament, when they run into some of those similar teams again, some of those flaws are going to come up, and I, I'm concerned that they, they may have an off-shooting night and they can't do it on the defensive end. You're going to find themselves out in the, you know, the round of 32, Sweet 16, maybe the Elite Eight. Uh, first place on the line, both teams 12-3. and three. Game day will be a Coleman Coliseum this Saturday for that 7 o'clock tip. I said earlier, I think Alabama's going to be a slight, like, two, two-and-a-half point favorite over Tennessee. We saw what Tennessee did earlier this year in Knoxville, thumping Alabama by 20. But how do you see the rematch playing out with first place at stake? That's a good question with the, with the, uh, with the line, though. I, th- I do think Alabama will be favored. The metrics have, have loved them throughout the course of the season. I mean, some of the metrics, they may be you know, a, a place or two above uh, Tennessee. But I think overall, kind of what we just said, like owning the tempo of the game. Tennessee still can play fast, but they want to make, you want to make Alabama play in a half-court game. And if they can do that, you've won half the battle, especially on their floor. I think you also, of course, want to make them guard, as we just said how they handle connect and like their ability to, to guard him. This is what about, you know, five, five weeks or so after they played last time around, you're going to, you're going to have a team that whenever you play somebody, you learn, you take a lot of learnings from that game, whether it's a win or a loss, you understand, but he's, you know, he was 25 points. I think he was pretty efficient for the game or not. Sorry. He wasn't the most efficient he's ever been. So he did a good job with that, but sometimes you change your game plan. I know last night you watched Auburn. They tried at times to, to not help off of him and make other, and especially the first half, make other guys beat you. And you kind of like that approach. You wonder if what Nate Oates will do here from a schematic standpoint is try to slow down a guy that just had 39. Um, because you do take that game tape and try to break it down and try to understand what we can do better, how we need to operate better within the course of a game. And I think ultimately it's going to come down to pace. Can they own the, like can Alabama own the tempo? Can that building impact guys? And it always is on the road. Where are the other dudes stepping up for Tennessee? I think you know what you're going to get from Connect. I thought Jonas Day does. He's man. He's been good. Guy. He catches within 15 feet with his feet set. He's making that jumper. Like it, it is. It is remarkable how how effective he is at knocking down a shot in that kind of short space. Shapes up well. Uh, in addition to that, but there are other. Who are the other guys that are going to step up? And I think Alabama has to have the same situation. But at home, they usually have some of your role players play better. But it is coming down to pace. Making Alabama guard. If they can do that, if they can impose their will, if they can play at pace. They can get rebounds. They can get out. Um, it's a game that can be played in Alabama's favor. Uh, you may take an undercooked chicken dish at the team hotel the night before to hold him under 20 on Saturday. <laughs> you can right. go MJ. Give him a pizza. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the old flu know. game. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Hey, uh, Mark Sears played 40 minutes last night without a turnover, and I occasionally will throw a wager on a, on a player prop, and he's always every night 20 and a half in scoring. And he had a – it's 20-plus every night from this guy. Can you tell me when you watch Mark Sears, you see what in a basketball player? I see a tough-nosed, uh, great, great three-level scorer, a team guy, um, but a guy that needs to, that at times can force bad positions. And you, you mentioned turnovers. I think in that Alabama game or the Tennessee game, I believe he had seven. Uh, and that's a game. I think you know, in that type of environment with that type of opponent, your decision making is just important as your playmaking. We know he can playmake. We know he can make shots, uh, but he's going to need to make the right decisions, especially with a good team, defensive team like Tennessee is. So I, th- I think you see one of the best guards in the country. 
But like any other player, like when you go on the road and you're playing other elite players, uh, when you're elite teams and you're an elite player, you got to kind of bring your A game and you got to bring bring that to those to those environments. That's really easy for me to say. It's very very hard to do. And he didn't do that last time around. This time around, I think it's very important. But broadly speaking, when he decision make decision making is equal to his playmaking and equal to his shot making, he's one of the five best guards in the country. All right, he is Dallin Cuff. You could follow him on Twitter at Dallin Cuff and see him on ESPN uh, throughout the college basketball season. Dallin, thank you very much for the time. We appreciate your thoughts on uh, travels and college basketball. Anytime, guys, and Ron Rushmore. I'm never going. Thank you for that. Okay, we'll see you. If you, I'm glad. I'm glad he took our advice on that. Yeah. Uh, he was on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline.